0: Welcome to the Campfire Passport podcast. Uh, This is going to be a special episode because we have a guest, and it's the first time we have a guest. I think we're going to have more guests in the future. Um, That's the hope. Right, Colin? We're shooting for it. We're shooting for it. We're shooting for the moon. And this guest is uh, really cool. He's a local 4x4 guy. He runs 4x4 Bend Instagram page. Shout out to Ethan. Uh, He was uh, happy to join us tonight and talk about his upcoming event, 80s on Edison. And you know I'm a Land Cruiser nerd, so I got to talk about it. Um, It is on November 4th and 5th. You should look at 4x4 Bend on Instagram to take a look at this. If you're in Central Oregon or even in the Northwest, because it's really... Like if you're in Seattle or whatever, it's five hours, you can make it. It's, it's worth it. Um, They're a great group of people. It's going to be a really cool run. Unfortunately, I will probably not be there, but I might be there at the very end. Colin might be there. Who knows? I doubt it. Um, But he's going to support the event with some really cool merch that is from here, from us. And on that note, Colin, where can people buy that merch? Just straight from the
1: website or the Instagram or the Facebook, you know, or, you know, DM. I don't care. However you want to buy it, we can make it happen. Don't you worry.
0: You can also email secretrsvp at gmail.com for all your merch.
1: Absolutely.
0: Since we're all here uh, and we don't need an intro, but you do need an intro... Uh, we're going to introduce Ethan, who is uh, a local uh, 4x4 guy, 80-series guy, so that means he's really cool, um, and he run, <laughs> he runs an <laughs> uh, Instagram page called 4x4Bend, which uh, has a good look, and it's got a decent amount of followers and a bunch of cool stuff. Um, before we get into the whole reason that we wanted to have you on the show today, um what uh why don't you tell us some something about you what's what's your story
2: um so i guess it starts uh i moved to bend in uh 2016 my aunt and uncle uh offered to move me out here at 19 years old and uh i said yes and uh about two weeks later i bought that land cruiser that was mentioned and uh the rest is history uh i've owned that truck for uh be about seven years, seven or eight years eight years. Um and uh I I've lived and worked locally in Bend since then. I have moved out. And uh yeah, I, I think uh I think I'm here to stay for quite a while.
0: It's a good place to be. Sorry, Colin. I think I like to lump it up though. Central Oregon is just central Oregon. Yeah, just, like, it's like you know, a, a little bit, but, <laughs> but it's, it's all central Oregon. Like, it's, only when it's all good. you guys
1: just only plan things in Bend, you know, that's, that's the only time. That's where everything's at, man. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot. Except for <laughs> half the people we hang out with. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 But if you want to go to Costco, I mean, where are you going?
2: Not Costco. Shouldn't be on the North end.
0: That's, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, just about just about um, to be closer. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, you're, you're, Ethan, you're a bike guy too, mm-hmm. right?
2: I am. Uh, I started riding BMX at, oh, 12, 13, somewhere in there. I got my first, like, legitimate BMX bike. I had a GT, I think it was Aggressor? No, that's the mountain bike. Uh, some GT group. It was, like, bronze color with uh, three-piece cranks. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, this thing's rad, (laughs) uh, riding around, and then I rode it till the wheels fell off. um, And then I got, like, my first proper BMX bike, which was a uh, FBM. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them, but uh, very much East Coast uh, represent. That's where I grew up was uh, south of Boston. Um, But... I rode that, and then when I moved out here, there isn't really much of a BMX scene. There's more; it's more race uh, than anything else. So, uh, yeah. I decided to try out mountain biking, and uh, now I have two mountain bikes, one BMX bike, and uh, I I haven't touched my BMX bike in a hot minute, but. Uh,
0: Man, I I'm the same way. So we we never get into this on the show, but like Colin definitely has a little BMX and skateboard background. But yeah. I like that is BMX bikes were my thing for a long, 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 long time. And I still have I don't know a handful yes. five, three older bikes and one like semi current bike. Um but <clears throat> same thing, like at one point I decided that like I needed a grown-up bike, so I got a mountain bike. Big wheels go faster and are smoother, and it's way easier to deal with on my body because you know <laughs> that happens. Thanks to BMX, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. my, suddenly is, feel that, a lot older than we do. And also, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and also, yeah, thanks to BMX, and also being around ten years older than you when bikes were you know all forty pounds all the uh-huh. time, and four pegs and front and rear brakes were like the thing. Uh, yeah, my back and my. My, the rest of my body is not great, but yeah, I can still ride it. It's just not like it used to be. It's still fun. I still love it.
2: Yeah. There is, there is seriously nothing, nothing like riding a BMX bike. Um, no. and then you wake up the next morning and you feel like you get absolutely <laughs> fucking hit by a truck and it just, you oh, yeah. feel like, <laughs> oh, yeah. why did I do this to myself? And then you're like, wow, that was so much fun. I want to do it again. And you remember what happened last time.
0: So yeah, the, you know it's interesting i i don't know if we talked about this on another podcast but i feel like we did i think it's really interesting the amount of crossover that's come from like bmx is a lot of it but skate and bmx culture into off-road and motorsports. like the drift community is just littered with action sports people off-road is pretty close like you get a little bit of a the mix of like you're a little bit more redneck uh like dirt bike crew too um but otherwise man it's like that's that's what it is. That's, that's the people. And I don't know if that's like a Pacific Northwest thing or if it's everywhere, but it seems like really common.
2: I want to say <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's most everywhere. I think it's a common theme amongst uh, the East and West coast in these particular, um, these particular uh, hobbies, I guess is what you could call it. Uh, and I guess lifestyle. I guess, that's the word for it. Um, yeah. Like, I have, I still have friends who are, uh, like, they hang with, like, the Club Loose guys back east. And a lot of them are, you know, yeah. mountain bikers, uh, the big O word that I don't like to use, which is overlanders, um, <laughs>
0: car camping. Yeah,
2: car camping. There mm-hmm. we go. Correct term. Use, use the right words. Uh, and there's a lot of crossover in that because they kind of go, uh, hand in hand. You know, it's one of those things where, oh, like, my homies that ride bikes also like to, you know, go get sideways on the track and have a good time doing that. And it's, it's the same fun. You're just doing something different. So,
0: yeah, I always, I think about it, like in the, like doing any sort of like off-road trail, like if you go run a trail with like multiple obstacles, not something you're just overlanding or whatever, being doing that, but just like a real wheeling trail, it's a lot like a, like a jam session uh, to me. So it's like, there's an obstacle I'm gonna go up that I saw that guy go up it, so I'm gonna go up it a different way like it it kind of does the same thing, and I think drift is that way too a lot of times because it's the same thing right like there's the same four turns and I'm gonna come in a little hotter i'm gonna try to go do whatever you know so it's it's really uh lends itself i think to that like growing up in that world
2: yeah, I think that's a uh a very good way to look at it um because it very i get that same feeling as someone that's uh, spent a lot of time riding bikes in various different manners, um, you know, you very much get the, uh, the same, the same idea just demonstrated in a different manner um, of that, that that session where like, Oh, homeboy did it, you know, did it switch, but now we're going to go do it the other way around and throw a bar spin in there or something like that. Just to, you know, the little the sly one upmanship is always super fun. Oh yeah, And you, you know, you just get a really good session going and it can be the same thing. Whereas like your buddy drove his truck up this. So you're like, well, now I'm going to drive my truck up this, even oh, though yeah. I don't think I can. Or, you and know, you do the, it anyways. there's always like so, the, I'm going like a bit first of peer pressure and it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. It is. Um, what, so what is the, uh, what got you started with creating, um, a new community around off-road like there's we live in an area with a couple old guy clubs i guess would be the the best (laughs) term for it and some just people that you know do some off-roading and things like that but like did you see a need and, and try to fill it or was it more like hey i'm hanging out with people already let's make it something
2: um so the the original need for 4x4 bend was well, I, I uh, actually I should just probably just give you the origin story of this whole thing. Yeah. Because um, it's it's far more than an Instagram page. Uh, we are a we are a uh, TLCA chapter, uh, which is the Toyota Land Cruiser Association. We are like a, we're a nonprofit. Um, nice. But basically, I, what I had seen was uh, a lot of inaction from the uh, chapter that was here in Central Oregon, and uh, I was involved with that and. The only thing going on at that point in time was the stuff that myself, my buddy Jeremy, and my buddy Dylan, and a few other people were doing, and it was under the guise of this other club, and I was like, the people in charge are um, not present at any of these events, and we're becoming the face of this community uh, inadvertently. I'm like I should probably just do this for myself, and uh, I looked at a couple of different options, and uh, I decided that the TLCA route was the way I wanted to go, just because they're an awesome group to work with, and uh, having having that backing and the uh, the actual like uh, funding, if I need to do like an event or something like that, I can kind of lean on them too. too. That's uh, cool. They, like like a yeah, like land cleanup grants and stuff like that through the TLCA, which was never utilized um, or sorry, I should specify never mentioned or utilized um, to the members of that other group. Um, and it was one of those things where I had no idea that the TLCA could do this for people. And I was like, we should get involved and um, like something really neat is I wrote an article. For the Toyota Trails, about um, an event that we have coming up, 80s on Edison, which is something we'll talk about later. Yes. And uh, I actually, I I got paid for it. No way. Which is really cool. And I I had no idea.
0: That's awesome. Um, well, it and- also, by the way, before we move from that, it looks great and it read well. Like I saw that, uh, and mm-hmm. I thought it was super cool. Uh, I you. it came out of nowhere. I was just like, oh my god, look at this. I was a little disappointed that there was no pictures of my vehicle there, but whatever, I'll get over (laughs) it. I always just seem to miss magazine coverage by like this much, this much. They'll be like two cars over from mine. Perfect. Great.
2: Yeah. So actually funny story about the pictures that got selected. I had sent over, I don't know, probably a uh, dozen and a half, maybe two dozen photos for the editor at TLCA. I think his name's Dan. Uh, Great guy to work with. Um, he happened to pick i think 5 or 6 pictures of the same truck <laughs> so my friend my friend terry uh calls me up he's like hey he's like i read your article in the TLCA 200 trails magazine and he's like yeah um did you only send them pictures of my truck and bronze <laughs> truck and i'm like no dude it i had no control over this it's just how they laid it out and sure enough it's his truck on the front cover the big white one and this page two is his truck again and then the green one on the other page next to it is his wife's truck driving <laughs> um, and they both drive 80 series they're, they're great people uh carrie and brown are awesome and that's great uh, you know, a little bit just sprinkled in but those are the pictures that were chosen and carrie was very excited so he's like hey did you, that's my truck
0: did you take those photos or were they somebody else
2: uh some of the photos are mine. some of the photos were jeremy's.
0: Cool that's very cool nice um so i gotta ask the other thing here too is is the other group still around or did you take their spot or how does that work? Can there be two chapters in the same location uh
2: you can have two uh two t l c a chapters in the same area effectively um the other the other chapter um we had a basically a falling out with the leadership, um, and I decided to go my in a separate direction, which is fine. Uh, I don't hold any sort of uh, ill will towards them, um, just the difference in opinion, and move forward. Yeah. Uh, because, um, just people want to get out, and I want to get out and meet new people and do that that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, yeah. There's no. There's no. Um, <laughs> there's no. <laughs> There's no rules with the TLCA regarding uh, where you can and can't have clubs necessarily. Um, like Nor NorCal has like four or five in like a you know 300 mile radius, so it just depends on where you're at and how many how many people with Toyotas you have around. Hmm.
0: That's interesting. I, so I went on a run of the other uh, groups once long ago, and I quickly no no offense to any of those guys and i actually met a few really cool people that i've still you know seen around these days but i was immediately yep i think (laughs) you were there i uh i immediately though was like this is not the group for me we (laughs) went to uh schwartz canyon r.i.p and uh I, there's a side obstacle out there that I'd seen a bunch of buggies do. And I was like, I'm going to go up this and I've I've never made it up it. And I don't intend (laughs) to make it up it now, but I'm going to try. And I just dinked around and went up it. And it was a weird thing. No one else wanted to do anything like that. No one, everybody was like airing down to drive on the gravel road. And not like I'm trying to come off as some sort of like hardcore off road person, but I just felt like we're all in the same vehicle or really close. Like I know what those can do we should you know if there's a hard line like it's fine that you're not doing it but don't act like uh (laughs) like you would never do it so it's a really it was a weird scenario uh and so it just like it like i said it immediately turned me off and i was like oh there's like some nice people and actually really everybody was friendly and nice it wasn't that they were not i just realized like not my group not my type of people to hang out with. so
1: Your car was the only car they posted pictures of from it, was... it too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was weird. Um, it was, I think what it was is like, in, and I think this happens with a lot of cars um, that have like a wide audience or maybe they started out, you know, really expensive and then they got cheaper or the other way around, I guess with these sometimes. But like, I'm sure that like, e36 m3 guys are probably like this like there's this wide variety from you can't mess with what bmw did from the factory all the way to i've built a pickup truck without a roof like it's pretty wide and so that group that's like i would never put non-oem brake pads on this car <laughs> is the group where i'm like i don't <laughs> i don't think we agree like i i'm sure they they're fine but like power stop makes ceramic brake pads for these I, what are you doing so it, it that that was the vibe i got so you know hopefully it's a fresh new look at that and uh that's good
2: yeah uh kind of going off what you said about the uh the non-oem uh brake pads
0: um
2: we uh that that's not us <laughs> um, we are we're uh we're, we're just here for a good time man like Obviously, you know there's there's going to be some educational aspects and there's going to be some uh, teachable moments that always happen in True. whatever group it is. Yeah. Um, but you know we're first and foremost we're here to have a good time safely. Um, you know it's it's like you said it's you know it might not be the group for everybody, but we want to try to focus on getting people out. You know we try to do a run once a month. Nice. Um. So. Like, uh, what? just a few weeks ago, we had uh, gone out with Cascade Cruisers. They came over the hill from the Portland area where they're based out of the, the other TLCA chapter. And we had, I think, 13 rigs total. 12 or 13 rigs. Uh, everybody from, like, built buggies to, like, a Tacoma on 33s. Nice. Uh, and it was a great time. We ran Trail 34 at Klein, which you guys might be familiar with. Quite. Um, great time. Uh, we we had uh, we had a K five blazer that broke all but one axle shaft. We had a, a Jeep W the Comanche. I think it's a WJ. I don't know the term. for it. No, it's not a WJ. Um, not a WJ. No, it, that's the, no, that's of the...
1: WJ's uh, Grand Cherokee from ninety nine to okay. two thousand five. I think,
2: and that had the last solid axle correct.
1: Correct. Last front saw it, axle. Other than the Wranglers, gotcha. yeah, the uh, yes, yes, the yes, yes. Jeep trucks, the yes. the Comanches. Those are MJs. MJs.
2: No. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> my, my mistake. Uh, I think Comanches are. I think Comanches are friggin' rad. <laughs> they are. Uh, but this dude, we we hadn't even we hadn't even got to the first obstacle yet, and dude puts it in like super duper low or whatever. I don't know what happened. I was watching Cody, and. Uh, he tries to go up this one obstacle and shears the output on the first obstacle. Oof! Oh my like, god! Just trying to go up, trying trying to go up, and it just it sheared.
0: So, That's a rough day.
2: <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. And then, um, um, within that, we got to the we got around up and over to uh, 34 after playing there for a minute, and then that K5 Blazer broke one actual shaft there, and then two more later on in the day. <laughs> oh my god! And then we had a fuel pump fail. Um, what else? We had something else break too. Um, my, my buddy, Aaron, who's my VP of four by four bend, um, he got high centered and then, uh, turtled on like a drop in his DX. And thankfully has full skids, but, uh, ended up bending a lower link on one of the rocks cause he slipped off. And, and we had some pretty good carnage that day. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, that-
0: That trail is, like, it's not that difficult, but it's just difficult enough to give a lot of heartache. We've talked about it a bunch. Mm -hmm. We always joke around about it being, like, the baseline of, you know, we took Colin's stock Disco 2 out there. We've taken stock XJs through it. We've taken stock Rubicon JLs through it. And, like, everyone can make it through in its own way. (laughs) Yes. And Uh there's certain... Certain things you're going to not do, maybe. that's it. Yes.
2: We took uh, my girlfriend's... So my girlfriend has an 80 series now. She's got an imported uh, HDJ81 in the emerald green. It's gorgeous. Um, But before that, she had a 2019 uh, Tacoma. And we put a three-inch Ironman lift in that thing. And wheels and tires, 33s, nothing special. And drove it through there. And she did most of the obstacles nice and uh, she can drive it's awesome to watch and uh it was it was really entertaining to see her this time around and her 80 on 35s just yeah. walk over things that the Tacoma struggled with
0: so yeah that wheelbase, wheelbase. difference, between a <laughs> yeah double cab <laughs> that's a big yeah, one. Tacoma to that it's like that's a game changer mm-hmm. yep <laughs> and then obviously a little more tire and all that torque well, yeah. from that diesel is great is that truck uh auto or manual it's autumn that's nice i I know that like I'm supposed to like manual <laughs> transmissions over everything always because I'm a car guy, but like i d- I don't in my off road vehicle I just mm-hmm. don't it I, now driving one before I had never really so I've driven one now thanks tyson uh it is the manual makes sense and it does have its spot, but I really like a torque converter for especially in the rocks like it is so nice to be able to know exactly what's going to happen and not have it die and just all those things. So anyways, yeah. that's my rant on automatics <laughs> on off-road vehicles. <laughs> you no,
2: know, I, I am in agreement. Um, prior to this one. So this last event we had was with, uh, cascade cruisers. We also tagged along for Jefferson state four wheel drive association. Um, they usually run McGrew and they pull permits for it, Cool, but, uh, Unfortunately, McGrew was on fire this year. Couldn't run it because it's on fire. It's not good for anybody. Um, so they hit me up, and they're like, hey, we want to come check out Edison. And I'm like, hell yeah, bring it on. Let's go. I love Edison. So we actually had uh, one of the guys come down from the Dalles. Uh, Richard Clark is his name. He's got – his Clark Fab on Instagram. He's got, like, one of the most gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous 80 series, but it's a five-speed. <laughs> um. So watching like two very similarly built HDJ81s, one of the five speed, one with an auto. My buddy, actually, my roommate Doug was uh, with us that day. And uh, it was very interesting to watch them follow one another and see where the auto kind of, the auto definitely has an edge off road. Um,
0: Um,
2: Like comparing side by side, both on 37s. And yeah, it's kind of interesting to see.
0: I think when you get into trucks, like you get a big doubler going on a ton of gear or something that, that game starts to shift a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's easier. I was just like, I would rather drive it that way. Um, but I get it. I get wanting to have complete control. It's, it's great. It is, it is fantastic to have a manual a lot of times, but like in my big dumb land cruiser, I do not, I have, I got that question a lot. as I was getting like closer to swapping engines, I was, it was a lot of like, are you going to put a manual in it? And I'm like, no, why would I ever do that? That's a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, not without, not without a doubler um, or something, because it's, it's one of those things where it's like you, you end up, like you said, you have to work the extra pedal, and if you ever want a left foot brake, it's like if you're not geared low enough to be able to left foot brake and go extremely slow without it dying... It's there's no there's no advantageous pieces to that. It's it's got to be able to be to be geared low enough that it can overcome going extremely slow, basically, because it's that that's the that's what it's supposed to do. Is it has to go a certain speed with whatever with X gearing, you know? So
0: yeah, um, the I didn't because uh, I missed this somehow. The same way I missed your really cool run at Klein a few weeks ago that I wanted to go on. Um, but the rest of our little group of people here ran McGrew this year. Um, was it early season or late season? When, when was that?
1: Uh, and yes, we did. We did get a group through, uh, McGrew. I'd have to look at the date exactly, but it was, it was earlier. It was earlier in the summer. It was like, uh, what was it? It was July or was it June? no yeah it was july it was like the it was second week of july and we got through there wasn't there was no threat of fire or anything like that so we made it
0: (laughs) i mean there's always a threat of fire well down there yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it seems like a good trail i'd like to run that next year hopefully fingers crossed
1: it's a it's a really cool area. It's like it's not anything that's really hard by any means. Like I I'd say that Edison is more challenging than McGrew is, but the uh, the area that it goes through and the kind of views and whatnot that you end up with along the trail um, are cooler than Edison. So it's. It's cool. It's it's worth doing at least once just to, you know, see it, basically. So that's that's where I'd put it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, well, the only... Uh, so the, the main reason that we wanted to have Ethan on today was, one, to have a guest. Actually, you're our first, like, guest guest that's not part of our normal group of people, by the way. So no pressure. Oh! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to tell you that, like in the middle, so that you would. Oh, oh, you know, thanks. The yeah. bar would be, yeah.
2: Here, um, as as here.
0: Yeah, we have we have some guests in the works, so you're you're the first of many, I think. Um, anyways, what I was gonna say is that we really uh, the reason that I wanted to have you on as a fellow Land Cruiser nerd uh, was that I wanted you to promote '80s on Edison, which I think is one of the coolest events that we've got locally. Um, it, it obviously like there's, there are events that are probably a lot better because they are a wider group of things. <laughs> but like for my interests, 80s on Edison is really cool. I went last year and I don't even remember how I heard about it. It must've been from Jeremy's Instagram or your Instagram or something. It was just like a, Hey, we're doing this. And I thought, well, that that's pretty neat. And so I showed up and I had um, our buddy, Mike Palmer with me and uh, it was a good time. It It's really interesting. Like alternately to going out with uh, the Land Cruiser Club people in the past, it's really interesting to go on a trail like that in the snow with a bunch of vehicles that are the same as yours. It was like really weird for me to go out there because I'm used to running with other vehicles because that's what, you know, everybody's got a diverse group of things. It'd be like, you know going riding bikes and everybody's got the exact same bike and it's like wow we, we everything is the same this is weird and there, there's some differences and there's different skill levels and drivers and things like that and there was actually a couple other vehicles which were pretty fun last year too um but overall I thought it was a really cool event maybe part of it was just the timing and the weather and all the things we got to so hopefully that works well for you guys this year um why don't you can you run us through exactly what the event is and how you got started on it
2: yeah so um the 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 event is started kind of as a as a harebrained thing from Jeremy and those of you who know Jeremy know he just kind of does things by the seat of his pants at any and all time. <laughs> so last year he approached me. He's like, "Hey, I want to do like a like a eighty series specific event." And I'm like, "Okay, sure, lay it on." Me. <laughs> and in typical Jeremy fashion, he's like, "Okay, we're gonna go run Edison one afternoon in like the middle of July. It's like a gajillion degrees out. It's like 110." <laughs> And my truck, like, mind you, Edison in the summer is in the dead heat of summer is not great. Dusty. It's like Um, the dustiest place (laughs) in the universe, possibly. Yeah. Um. And then when you're not trying to clear dust out of your eyeballs, um, you know, even if you got goggles on and safety glasses and you know mother on speed dial, you're still going to get dust everywhere. Um. So we were like, okay, we should do this, but like in the snow. So we basically threw darts at a wall and like, okay, this weekend looks good. So we invited a bunch of people that had 80s and kind of as a trial run. Because at this point in the time, ta- at this point in the timeline, um, 4x4 Bend was in the works, but wasn't an official TLCA chapter. Got it. Um, so it was about a month later or so um that we became official but you know it was uh i think i promoted it through there and through jeremy through his channels and i think we had a total of i think 10 or 12 80 series show up which is quite a few yeah um so i definitely understand the the weirdness factor of being around a bunch of your own like a bunch of the same cars it feels like the gta effect in real life you're like what is going on but yeah it's not so much about the 80 series because uh, anybody can buy it um but those of us stupid enough to own them for long periods of time um it's it's almost like a it's like a reward it gets better with age i feel and uh it's like a fine wine, perhaps
0: there are uh, things on, the one... my, on mine that have gone yeah. gone bad in this time yes it's fine <laughs> a little rancid but yeah, yes it's it's i get like, the it's idea oil burning, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> yeah yeah
2: so it means there's oil in it Mm. it's true so more or less uh we decided that as 4x4 bend this should be our flagship event for the year so more or less it was just like okay why not we're here we did it last year let's do it again it was fun um again this is mostly fun motivated stuff yeah um so we're like screw it let's do it again so this year, uh we actually had some time to plan and uh we've got some uh we've got a Liquid Death sponsorship for this year. So there will That's be Super Cool. Yeah, I reached out to Liquid Death and they were like, Hey I was like, Hey, we got this event going on. We do a lot of public land stuff, um like public land cleanup and stuff like that. We had our own cleanup this year as well. Um but helping out with public land stewards and um promoting trail stewardship and things of that nature. And they're like, hell yeah, we'll send you guys some swag and some beverages for the event. I was like, that's great. So uh, we'll have some very refreshing beverages up there as well. Nice. Um, we've also got a raffle this year. So uh, Jeremy, and uh, I've tasked him with squirreling away all the prizes for the, this year. We've got stuff from uh, local fabricator Anthony Bell uh, of Bell Fabrication. Uh, we've got Oregon Trail. Uh, Micah, he's going to do a rear bumper, or at least Money Towards One. Uh, this is all 80-series-specific stuff. Um, Solve Function, So Lee Lim. He's got yeah. his own podcast, too. I don't know if you've ever listened to that. Um,
0: I haven't yet, but I do know that 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 exists.
2: Yes. It's very much 80-series-centric. So um, if you I like hearing out me. about this kind of stuff... Hit, uh <laughs> totally fine too it's not for everybody it might uh, i might have to be
0: in the right mood but i get it there,
2: no it's definitely um there's one uh he interviewed uh, the owner of wits end so that might put some things in perspective for you if you uh, you know
0: not to bring up some drama that colin's not going to give two fucks about <laughs> but i've seen some uh some internet postings about uh some very unhappy uh turbo kit pre-order people yes. uh, and some uh some how do i i don't want to there's a there's a there's a parallel i want to draw here that colin's going to understand as soon as i say it but i don't want to say it out loud so (laughs) think about that for a second Colin. think Think about what might be going on there okay sorry sorry ethan i i didn't want to uh you know i don't want (laughs) to allude to a thing that you can't know but maybe i'll tell you off the air (laughs) sounds good um,
2: Fair. I will stay tuned for the NDA after this and I will sign my life away.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, I, so interesting. I,
2: I might, I might have a clue, um, but lay it on me after the show. Got it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so we've got, a uh, Solve Function throwing in some stuff. Cool. Uh, obviously Technique Vehicle Outfitters, which is Jeremy's, um, business. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna be providing dinner. So, they're paying me to make beef stew for, like, I don't know, a dozen or so people. Nice. Um, which is great. Uh, like, I'm not I'm not making any money off of it. I'm not profiting uh, anything. But I like to cook. So... Sure. <laughs> uh, we'll be doing that. And then they're going to throw in a bunch of, like, recovery gear. Uh, I think Front Runners got some stuff that's going to be thrown in. Dang. Um, we got, like, Jeremy, he set him loose on something, and he gets it done. So... The wild uh, hair. Yes, seriously. Uh, and I, there's probably stuff I'm forgetting, but we've got a list about a mile long of things that are going to be donated for the cool. raffle, which nice. is awesome. And the best part is, I think we have maybe a total of 20 people signed up between staff and attendees. That's going to so be quite the raffle. It's going to be a great raffle. People are going to win some awesome yeah. stuff. So nice. I'm, ex- I'm super excited for that. So that's kind of a new addition for our first official um uh whatever you want to call it uh event yeah not event uh first official 80s on edison i guess is what you want to call it It it's an event i just have a name for it the
0: the one Uh, that has a sticker for it at least the most branded one
2: uh yes the most official uh i made that sticker myself
0: that's nice i like it yeah uh
2: shout out car stickers those guys are awesome
0: (laughs) it it showed up on my windshield one day and i was like i know i know this person what why is this thing on my vehicle like (laughs)
2: because what, you need to come in the come party, come party in the woods damn it <laughs> no. i
0: uh yeah i'm not going to make it turns <laughs> out that's okay I, I want to go so bad Call but i can't back. yeah you can i haven't peeled it yet i was saving it it's yeah. with the good stickers that, that's okay i piled away with all the good ones you
2: can put it you could put it on your truck. i don't
0: care. i'm going to put it on the windshield of Colin's wagonier and then send him to mm, yeah. figure figured oh, out cut the waggy <laughs> yeah
2: i've seen the wagoneer around and this thing is rad.
0: thank you it is very cool <laughs> super cool um, uh, i don't
2: really like new jeeps but like old like xj's and like just stuff that's been beat to crap and just well loved i'm like yes this is this is the one for me
1: yeah so. yeah we're not yes, uh it is we're, it's good. I'm, we're not jeep people we've just got one guy that always seems to have a wrangler at some point in his uh <laughs> in his life, when it comes to being around us, he, <laughs> and he's I a bit I, of a—I think I
2: called it a Subaru.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a Jeep person too. That's the—that's the thing. He—he he won't. He doesn't like to admit it, but he's—he's he's definitely a, a Jeep person.
0: Big Jeep guy.
2: So, so does he? Uh, does he have a bunch of ducks on on the dashboard too, and angry eyes on it? He would.
0: I know he would. If if we weren't in his life, hundred percent. Sorry, (laughs) Mike, but you would. If someone's so mad.
1: If someone, ducks, if someone ducks his car, I guarantee you he keeps it. He does have one duck in there. I've seen it. So I know for a fact if, so, if he gets ducked, it's going to be on his dash. So, yes, he is that type. He won't do the angry guys, uh, mo- mostly because I, he knows we'll say something about it. But uh, he is also the type to good. take the uh, the Rubicon stickers off the hood. And put his own stickers that say something else on there because you know Wrangler people are very clever and they love to name the vehicle some random thing uh, that has nothing to do with anything instead of having the Rubicon stickers. Of
0: course.
2: Gotcha. What what is what is this particular vehicle named?
0: I think that it just has a Rubicon it's sticker just, on it right now. Right
1: now, yeah, because he keeps forgetting to get his fire truck <laughs> stickers.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yep.
2: Did it catch on fire like that guy Coyote Works? No, nope. <laughs> nope, no, but it, it has been. I mean, at he's
0: mildly clever. It is a funny. It is a funny backstory. It, it has is funny wrecked. backstory.
2: <laughs> okay, so there's there's always. I just a story. came up with an
0: idea. We should make him a secret RSVP at Gmail dot com hood sticker. That oh would be that
1: that'd be the way to go for him. Yes.
0: so backstory i don't even know how this came up but he we shout out his email address every episode uh, pretty for close. sure at least once maybe multiple times whether he's here or not uh and so yeah i think that'd be perfect that's a good one <laughs> okay so
2: wait before, his email is rsvp at gmail.com
0: oh no, no. Secret, <laughs> secret rsvp at gmail oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's just dumb
0: oh it's there's it, there's a backstory more, to there's that too to of course just like anything
2: i need more beer for this
0: <laughs> yes yes yeah definitely um <laughs> Before we dissect the rest of Mike's email address, <laughs> what, what are the uh, what are the actual specifics on the on the event? Like, what's, okay. So it's go ahead, yeah.
2: Uh, specifics and details of the event. Um, so November fourth and fifth, um, we're going to have an overnight camp out at uh, not at Edison because you can't camp there, but very close. Uh, we've got a big campsite set aside with stocked firewood and all that jazz. Um, so the idea is 8 a.m. on November 4th, you are at Edison OHV, and, uh, you get signed in, uh, you, if you don't have a sticker already, you get your little sticker, and then you get a raffle ticket, and you can buy more, which goes back to the club, and then I'm hoping to have everybody on trail starting about 9, 9.15, so somewhere in there we'll have a, uh quick safety brief and then depending on how many people we have we'll either split it up into uh one or two groups depending on how many participants show and how many people want to come along so we'll wander off like a herd of turtles into uh into the woods and away we go and uh, ideally we'll have one break um at like our first kind of hairpin turn i don't know if you uh i've got it marked on gaia but uh it's that 180-degree hairpin turn. I think you got stuck there last year. Uh, <laughs> I, anyway. I don't recall <laughs> getting stuck. What's, Sean? Did anyway, I, right? I did Please get stuck elaborate. once pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I got uh, I think buried drove over one a, time. I think you drove over a log.
0: That or sounds right. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, no, someone did. I pulled that guy off. That's right. I know okay, exactly you what you're whoa, talking
1: Whoa, about. Sean. Very, that yep, is
0: right a much further. Maybe you should reword
1: f- that. Maybe you should reword that. We don't want to... Sure you that guy off. Well, oh, well, well, all right. We're just going to go... <laughs> we're digging it deeper. Okay, got it.
0: <laughs> I did... I oh, did, it was
2: Ryan. It was Ryan. He's one of the OG Gambler guys.
0: Yeah, yep. That's yeah. the guy. Um, so we had a whole debacle of getting him off of the log. Not just off, off the log. And uh, <laughs> then I got stuck much later on because that ranger and I were... Very far ahead, and we were having a great time, and I took a line that didn't have any tracks, and it was fine until I just broke through uh, and so I got buried but it was great because he pulled me out before anybody came along, so there was no uh plunger, nothing everything was good
2: you know I'm glad you remembered the plunger <laughs> um, but yeah so i think I think I had one in my car for some reason we were we we're brainstorming cuz this is at the time so sorry sidetrack them no it's oh, good oh, we'll get back on here uh the plunger is like a there's no real meaning to it it's just kind of one of those things where like we're all drinking beer and like you have like a symbol or something like our previous club would have what we called the captain morgan where you'd stand on your uh stand on your tire and that would be your admission of defeat and i need help it was your your cue per se and um some people still do that um, cause there's still overlap, but, uh, we were like, what about like a rather phallic shaped, uh, <laughs> feminine object? You're we like, no, I mean, yes, but no. Um, so we we're like, what, uh, what is, what is like kid friendly and like still kind of funny and obscene, like something that shouldn't be out there. I was like, a plunger. So we ended up getting a plunger and I drilled a hole through the top of it and stuck like jingle bells to it. So you could just wave <laughs> it around. And uh, just stuck it on people's cars. It was good. And it was great. Um, but yeah, I've still got it in the back of my car, in the back of my cruiser. That's so great. It'll be, it'll, it'll. The original one will be there. I'm gonna paint it gold. I think.
0: <laughs> I was really happy uh, not to get the plunger because I, <laughs> I think it was just running up front. That was like, no, oh, no, everything's gonna happen behind me. So no plunger <laughs> for me.
2: Yeah, you were, you were with uh, Brian in the Ranger. Yeah, which is that thing not was sweet. an eighty series. It no, not an eighty series, but. We're not very—I mean, we're serious about it, but we're not serious about it. Uh, This is fun. It's not that serious.
0: Are you saying that if someone who had a sweet Wagoneer with a Chevy V8 in it and a bunch of cool other stuff showed up with some raffle shirts in it, you wouldn't kick them out?
2: I mean, I think I've got a Land Cruiser badge I can stick on it.
0: Oh, he might not. He might not go for that.
2: He might might not. I mean, it wouldn't be permanent. I could just like. I'm
1: I'm not really I'm not a Jeep guy, but you know. I I do okay. I you, I don't can, like can to guys, uh <laughs> cross streams like that.
2: <laughs> okay. Um is it a is it like a brand new Grand Wagoneer? Can you make it like I don't really care. You can come. Uh, okay. <laughs> like I have to I have to put on this like online persona of like, yeah, I'm the president." Or you can't use that I mean, I yes, this is like I don't want to be seen as uh, you know, my head up my ass. Like president, (laughs) I'm I'm holier than thou. Because it's not the case. I'm just like, man, like I wanna have to try I wanna try to have this be a mainly eighty series specific event. Um we're gonna have some other shit sprinkled in. Uh my VP Aaron is gonna have his GX out there because they're running like I don't know that many people that know Edison that also own 80s. So I have an FJ Cruiser, a couple forerunners. Uh, Well, one forerunner on tons and forty twos, which is rad, and uh, a couple other odds and ends, but mostly eighty series for the event. So, like, support staff will have things that aren't thirty years old and falling apart, (laughs) or different (laughs) things that are thirty years old and falling (laughs) apart. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Still good, nonetheless. But uh, kind of getting uh, refocused here. Um, Yeah, we'll uh, the whole day. We'll start about. 9 nine thirty, somewhere in there try to get up to the shelter at coal shelter and take lunch for there or there something there get some pictures depending depending what the groups look like uh we'll try to get some pictures and then uh we'll head back down and then um hopefully the plan if everything goes to plan uh we'll have a hot meal waiting for us at the bottom of the hill so homemade beef stew and cornbread and then whatever else people want to bring
0: so nice Nice. Yeah, it
2: should be uh, should be a great time, and then we'll have a raffle at camp and uh, hang out, drink beer, and be merry. So cool. And well, that's that's good. Yeah,
0: I think uh, if last year was any indicator, I think you, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I, I don't know if if the all the stars align, I might try to come out there when I get home. Uh, if not. I don't know if I can sucker Colin and a few of the other people, the fire truck Jeep into coming up Sunday morning or something. (laughs) It might be fun to go wheel it anyways, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Gotcha. Uh,
2: There'll be plenty of people out there. We're hoping, um, I think uh, there'll probably be some people that will be ready to go play around uh, Sunday if they're, if they're making the trip up. I'm not, I don't have any sort of intention of wheeling Sunday. Um, cause I'm probably going to be a very, uh, frozen individual. I'll probably be pretty cold and pretty miserable. I mean, winter, camp- camping. Winter, winter camping is one thing that I'm like, I got a rooftop tent now. I'm a, I'm a real car camper. So,
0: I love, I, I love camping and that's a thing that is very big for me. I love doing it. I hate being uncomfortable. So a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Great. Snow. No, no, thank you.
2: <laughs> people, people really get, um, Upset with me that I don't want to go snow wheeling after work, which work oh. for me. I'm a, I'm a tree guy, so in the winter we do snow removal. So I'm out in the snow for anywhere between <laughs> dealing four with it all day, uh, fourteen hours, <laughs> dealing with it all day, and then I get a I get a text message from Jeremy with about thirty seven other people in the chat, and they're all like, "Hey, you want to go snow wheeling?" And I'm like, "No, no, I don't." I don't have I I've been I've been an ice cube all day. My feet are cold, my hands are cold, my toes are wet. I want nothing to do with it. But I ain't got I ain't got dry boots. Like none. Yeah.
0: Well and not only that, snow wheeling means getting stuck. I love snow wheeling. It's one of my (laughs) I really do like it and but I don't work in the snow all day either. So like I'm gonna go get stuck for a few hours, or maybe a day. Who knows? But that's it. Go home, I can sit at my desk, everything is fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, when it snows, I'm like, man, I got to go outside and deal with this. I don't yeah. want to deal with that. No. Nah, so, I mean, nah. it, it's kind of a love-hate relationship. I don't mind it necessarily, but it's one of those things where I'm like, uh, if I can not do it, I'd be happier to not do it. Either <laughs> either way, either like not go to work and go snow-wheeling, great. Which uh, ideal situation. But, sure, you know, yeah. yeah. I got to get the go. lights on somehow.
1: <laughs>
2: exactly. Because uh, these podcasts aren't paying me anything.
0: <laughs> nope
1: nope that's for sure but
2: uh <laughs> you're not getting a surprise
0: check from this one I promise you <laughs> Lay, Land Cruiser Club be damned that's not happening <laughs> can't win them all unless they pay you for the shout out and if they do uh, we need a cut of that
2: <laughs> well uh you'll have to talk to my lawyer, my lawyer <laughs> mm. that's for the after, that's for the after uh, yeah that's an after, I after ha- show I thing actually have, mm-hmm. I don't have a lawyer it's just me um <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, right conditions, right people, I'll go. But yeah. most of the time I'm just like, I paid too much money to live in my house, and my house is warm, and the outside is not warm, and I've been that's outside true. all day. So Man. I'm going to go be comfy.
0: Shout out to Luke here. He's he's going to love that comment. <laughs> that's his that's his move. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's good. So it sounds like it's going to be a fun event. Yeah. Uh, this podcast hopefully will come out right before that, so it'll be a, a good time for any last minute people in our tens of listeners to say, "Hey, I have a third gen forerunner on forties. Maybe I'll go." But who knows? Is that
2: a, is that a very specific person you're talking? To I don't right know. There? I'm just throwing, I'm hoping
0: <laughs> I'm just shooting a dart and hoping it sure lands would be somewhere. cool. I'm hoping there's somebody that's listened that's like, "Wow, <laughs> sounds like a cool guy." Um, yeah, I I mean, if you got so third cool. gen forties. That's a, That's a sweet. That's a setup. I'm into that. That's, that yeah. I'm into
2: that. I agree. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Well, before we let you go, I think you need to explain to us why you said we sh- we shouldn't ask you why third gen Tacomas suck. Because, oh, <laughs> man, God. I gotta know this. So, so <laughs> I know that this is a good story.
2: Yes. So, oh man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a lot of fuck for this, good. Sam. Sam over at Toyota. He's gonna be like he's. I can see his eyes roll. Do you guys know Sam Callanan?
0: I don't know if I do, but I'm glad that you've publicly put him out on the internet here, so that I <laughs> yeah. can hear the story.
2: He never he he will he never never hears the end of it. So Sam is a fellow 80 series owner. This is just part. of This is like anecdotal. Um, but I, I got like Megan, my girlfriend, had uh, a Tacoma for I don't know year and a half two years somewhere in there and uh we drove that thing to salt lake and back on the stock configuration you know 265 ko2s and uh i mean i don't think i've ever driven a more uncomfortable disappointing vehicle in my entire life than the third generation tacoma trying to do like (laughs) highway speeds at altitude is a joke i mean like we were at at timberline lodge one day um we were at Timberline Lodge one day, riding mountain bikes, and this is Megan's first time at the bike park. She's pooped. She's like, hey, can you drive? I'm like, sure, no problem. So we get uh, we get to the bottom of the hill, and it's a blind left-hand corner coming up that hill, and you know, people are going like crazy up there, trying to get, yeah. trying to get over that hill. So I pull out just a little bit, and I see that somebody's Ooh. coming, so I floor it. I'm like, okay, cool. The truck should do normal truck things and go like hell. And uh, sure enough, without fail, it goes first, third, fourth, <laughs> second, first, and blows the tires off. And I'm like, who okayed this? Like, what kind of shift map goes like, Breeh? and I'm just like, "What? why? Why? There's that,
0: the, that transmission is it's a, so a whole bad. thing.
2: It, it's really the Achilles heel of that whole truck. The manual trucks are fine. They're geared different. Um so the auto trucks got three seventy threes whereas the manual trucks like my buddy dan got um four thirties in the axles which is awesome oh, so wow. they're really, yeah they're they're sporty to drive uh it's the engine is still an absolute fucking dud um but yeah i'm just yeah it, well, not, you not know it's
0: bad. you know it's a big deal when the average like Person who modifies those does five twenty nines and thirty threes. Like <laughs> that's insane.
2: I, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, but like four eighty eights and like thirty fives. I'm like, bro, what are you, you doing? What are you doing? Or like yeah. the supercharger, the super, like the ten thousand dollar heart, not heart up. I think it's uh, who makes the supercharger for those?
0: It might be a Magnuson.
2: I think it might be, but like yeah. you gain, you gain maybe seventy horsepower. <laughs> yeah. For like, yeah ten thousand dollars installed i'm like bro why, why you spend so much money elsewhere like, Cause just they're like
0: because they're trapped want... in the tacoma and they've got such good residual on that three hundred dollar a month lease that's like yeah. why not I'm put like, a supercharger I, I, on I get
2: it. it i'm like i get it at the same time i've driven supercharged tacomas it's nothing special like one of those two three rangers with the eco boost in the 10 speed would freaking womp it all day long Uh, But like, and then like, this is just the engine and transmission combination. We haven't even got to the chassis. (laughs) 2005, mind you. (laughs) They haven't changed anything on the underside of that truck, but the engine and trans from like 05 up. So I'm like, you got you got drum brakes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, drum brakes was the thing.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, the whole deal, the whole deal with the drum brakes. If you asked any of the Toyota salesmen, was Oh, it's for reliability. I'm like yeah. I got to thinking. When was the last time uh Land Cruiser, which is the most reliable Toyota that they make, had drum brakes? Yeah. It was
1: 1990, well...
2: it was it was nineteen ninety two. Um I have a ninety one, which also had drum brakes. You know what I got on that thing now? I got a full float out of a ninety five.
0: Well, oh, I thought you were gonna this- say that you hadn't changed your brakes because they're so reliable. <laughs> yes,
2: no, I changed. That. I got rid of that shit. I like stopping. But I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I-, I don't. I don't understand the the allure of a fifty thousand dollar truck that has a V6 with no turbos attached to it and drum brakes, and it's fifty thousand dollars because it's army green or it's. Uh, you know radioactive monster piss green or whatever oh, whatever that... color they've got you in that, Ooh, new that green is color is bad
0: green's sin. really bad it's a sin yeah it's not good
2: it's bad I'm, I'm like people paid money for this can you imagine
0: yeah good money Someone and they paid? waited they waited. oh yeah. i know
1: yeah, yeah paid paid yeah. up to get it early like somebody
0: <laughs> well if you're looking for a third gen four or a third gen uh tacoma our uh our buddy jesse's got one on 37s for sale so if you're if you're no ready problem. to get into one mm-hmm. yeah,
1: he's already dealt know. with all the uh room really brake it. issues when he got the e-brake to lock up on it because it was packed <laughs> oh full <of> yeah mud. <laughs> <laughs> Drop. had to what drive it the all, all the way back. <laughs>
0: oh my god it was like it was nearly on fire when we got to prineville
2: uh, i need some context here boss That's insane
0: uh i i don't really know so we did a camp trip in the ochikos and i don't know exactly what happened but his rear brake like his e-brake just kept locking up randomly and i think it was one side yeah um and i don't think it was always the same side but every once in a while it just lock up and so he had to like back up for 50 feet one time and that fixed it and then he's like on the radio from wherever, wherever we got back onto the highway out to Prineville and back. And he's like, I think it's still happening. I can't, I I don't know. And then we stop at a gas station and it's just smoking hot. Um, Did he disconnect it or did you just, what did he do? He ended
1: up. So one, he finally couldn't get it to disengage when we got to camp because it was wet and muddy. And so he couldn't like, there was no traction for it to spin the wheel and so he's just like driving around with this with the back just locked up, just trying to get it to unlock. So that was that was a great watch. It was a wet
0: and, weekend too. Yeah,
1: and then after that, yeah, then we get to the gas station and uh, and fill up and whatnot. And he's like, "Yeah, I think it's I think it's still doing it because my just the drive from camp into Prineville on pavement, he touched the like his wheel and it was it was pretty." pretty damn hot and he's like yeah i think it's i think it's still on there and uh yeah he i think he ended up i can't remember what exactly he did but he might have drove all the way back to portland with it that way and then took it apart and found out like what was wrong with it and then had to replace everything because it was completely destroyed at that point
0: I don't even remember what happened. Again, this is a moment where I'm sure he's just yelling at the the radio (laughs) as he listens while we're talking about this. But (laughs) yeah, it must have been a pin that popped out or something. I don't know. It was was not good. That sounds awful. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean nothing like a 2020 TRD Pro having drum brakes and having that happen. It, I think it's a it yeah. So you're your, your you know, brand new, not, fifty not not you know, just, just having 50 the drum brakes, but having
1: drum brake issues <laughs> on top of that. Like, yes. <laughs> no, he didn't have any left. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, not good. Or well,
2: they worked all the way back to Portland, which is great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never mean, let go. He stopped <laughs> when he got home. So
2: there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: problem solved
2: yeah i would be i would be pretty thoroughly upset if my my brand new my brand new fifty thousand dollar truck was malfunctioning because i used it as intended
0: yeah that's a tough pill to swallow yeah and it's tough it's tough too because toyota has this like this like golden halo of reliability and it's pretty true right like for the most part that that stereotype exists for a reason but the outliers are pretty bad like some of the things like that that you're like whoa that's man if that happened to a sob i don't think anybody would be stoked about it at all <laughs> like people would not be buying those
2: well it's Obviously. like uh I've, there's been some new there's been some issues with that new uh twin turbo power plant they've got in the tundras oh no um, so i guess some of them are uh there's there was one example of a uh spun main it was—I don't know if it was a spun main or if it was something in the block it wasn't machined correctly and uh, wiped out the crank. Yeah. So it was, they couldn't—they were trying to pinpoint like leaks, and then they also had a stop sale recently too, of uh, a fuel line that was routed next to I think either exhaust or brakes—I don't remember exactly. Minor problem. Like that. That's uh, fine. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to do that. It's supposed to catch on fire. But there was like this big stop sale on the tundras, and they're like, we don't know how to fix it yet. Oh my god! Though, like, just they had just announced it. I mean, this is, these are drops in the pan comparative to some of the big three auto manufacturers. Look at the, look at the Ford, Ford Bronco.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And recalls happen all the time. So like, I get it. And first year vehicles, like there, there is some things to be said. I'm not trying to be a Toyota apologist on that. That is all vehicles. I think like I pay pretty close attention to automotive news and that's, that's just the thing that happens. But when your whole shtick is reliability, sometimes that looks a little bad. Like, that's not... Yeah. I don't think... I mean, Chevy isn't going around saying we're the most reliable vehicle in the U.S. It's just not happening. Ford is not doing that. They're saying... Look at our cool thing. Yeah, Land Rover. Land Rover leans into
1: unreliability, so I mean, (laughs) look how bad it is. How bad can it be, right?
2: (laughs) Look look what we can do.
1: Yeah. But you'll look good doing it. Oh man, they're the best. Love
2: it, Uh, Colin. What are your, what are your thoughts on the new Defender?
1: New Defender. Okay. So that's a common question. Yeah, we've we've uh, we've we've gone over this before, Um, but uh, the new Defender. I really like it. I think it's I think it's super cool. Like just it as a vehicle that it is, I think it's very cool. But it is not a Defender. I I think that that should be the new Discovery because they've ruined the Discoveries now and they're just, you know, the piss in a bucket SUV for everyone. But basically that the new Defender that should be a discovery and they should have either just totally gave up on defender or continued because they did the stop on building the real defenders and they should have either brought it back just like new, but actually still had all the right things like, you know, solid axles and and coil springs and whatnot. Um, But they didn't and they just expected everyone to be like, yeah, this is, this is how cars are built now. And it's like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's disappointing in that sense that it says defender on it, but I think they're really cool. So (laughs) it's really hard. All
2: right. I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with that, Colin. Um, I think they're pretty neat, but, um, saying defender on the tin and then opening it up and seeing what's on the inside, it's just a, glorified crossover is kind of disappointing mm-hmm. but i think for uh general overland type shenanigans i think it's just fine oh yeah yeah because
1: um, it's gonna be super comfy yeah. got
2: all the right all the right things yep. all the right creature comforts
1: yeah exactly
0: oh my god i i mean the, to me the problem is that like it it's i mean it's, it's a luxury suv right so like it it doesn't really matter but like yeah if it was the same price as a bronco i'd buy it every time like why would you buy a bronco over that but it's not it's more because it's more the whole i mean it is a you know it's the elevated experience so if you're super fancy and you want to buy that i think it's awesome i think it's a cool rig but like it i i don't i don't get hung up on the like it should be the same as the old thing though um even though i get the concept i just like it's not like nothing is the same, right? We move away from drum brakes because they sucked, and maybe IFS and IRS <laughs> sucks right now, but maybe it is the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, if it, so look at the the, uh, the Gren Grenadier, the Ineos uh, vehicle, which is yeah, basically Grenadier, a defender. Yeah. They're not going to sell yep. enough of those to matter. It's cool, and I want one, but like we, the three of us, I think are the minority. I think the majority of people that are buying that. That's a, what, $60,000 rig, 50000 or so. Like, the majority of those people are buying stupid crossovers, like RXs and, I don't know, Jeep compasses and stupid stuff like that. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, Oof, like, mean, like, it's bad taste <laughs> to us, but to them, it's like an A to B. I, I don't know. It's, like I, said, I yeah it's... before I rant too hard, it, I don't get it, but I understand in a way why that's the thing.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's just for me, it's like the, yeah. the Land Rovers, like the Defender was supposed to be like to Land Rover what the Wrangler is to to Jeep. Like that's the the, the vehicle that is strictly there to be the off-road vehicle. Like, yes, there's a bunch of people that are going to buy it that aren't using it that way because that's how it is. It's the same thing with a the, with the G-Wagon. Ha, you know, 98% of them don't actually get off-roaded even though they're... Crazy good off-road rigs. The Defender was supposed to be that for Land Rover, and it was for the longest time. That's why it didn't change for so long. Just like how the Wrangler doesn't fucking change much, and yet it still sells like crazy. But it's just the the change of making it a we want more people to buy it instead of sticking to the like the roots of it. Like that's. That's yeah. where the rub is, basically. I get
0: it. Yeah, I wonder if there's any like military aspect. Like the G wagon was a military vehicle, right? I wonder if they're like as that like specializes into. I, I'm going to say things that I have no idea about, but you know, um, what is the stupid uh, with the? Uh, never mind. All the weird military vehicles that are out there now that are not Humvees, essentially, right? They're their own thing. Uh,
2: oh, the the JLTV.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that, the and joint the, light
2: the, tactical vehicle.
0: The bigger one. What's the bigger one called? Uh, Am- Am- Amrap. Amrap? Yeah, yeah, like those those things. Like those are just different now. Like that, they're, they're not based on another vehicle. Whereas, like the premise of a Defender, the premise of a G Wag, and the pre- premise of like a old Jeep, like all those things were like capable multi world off road vehicles or multi country, and that just doesn't seem to exist because like we've manufactured us ourselves into this spot where companies exist for that sole purpose whereas maybe jeep did but now jeep exists to take people to soccer games like and look cool with their angry eyes like that's that's why they exist <laughs> and land rover exists to you know cart royalty around and football players and all that kind of thing like that's what they do um, they still look cool though so there is that the defender looks really cool <laughs> is all i was saying it's yeah yeah really a- I like
2: the look of the Defender man. It's like awesome. I think it's it's a very handsome truck, yep. and I think they got the the aesthetics like bang on. I mean in in the name of like off road stuff right now, we've got the new Bronco, we've got uh obviously the yep. recently redesigned uh Wrangler. Um we've got um the new J two fifty Land Cruiser coming out. And uh what else is there? I, I think we're in a pretty a pretty unique time and space where we've got all of these like unique and interesting, um, cars coming out now where they're, you know, we got a, but it's four wheel drive centric. That's the hot, hot thing is like out the yeah. outdoors. So
0: yeah, it definitely is. What do you think about the new lane cruiser? I was waiting for this question. I'm sure you were.
2: Um, personally, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, uh, to see it because, a couple of things. Um it's gonna be hybrid only, um, which I think is gonna actually do wonders for the platform. Me too. Um because you can have the power and you can have the reliability because nobody does Toyota better nobody does hybrids better than Toyota. Like let's be real here. They are pioneers in that space. Almost as good as their drum uh, brakes. And they know how to Almost. Not quite. But if you combine them, <laughs> yeah. you get a drum brake battery pack, now we're talking um uh, but you know, I think uh, like the Prius has proven yeah. it time and time again. Um, also shout out the brand new Prius. It looks oh awesome. my God! I never thought I'd say that. It looks it has no business looking that good. It's
0: so good. Okay. Shocker <laughs> of the century! <laughs> it, no it is the best looking like, new car.
2: Like, <laughs> seriously, like comparative to what it used to oh look my like, God. What it looks like right now. I'm like. What a! Like, I love it. Go off, sis. You had the glow up of the year. Anyways, uh, but anyways, back to land Cru- important land cruiser things that have nothing to do with Prius. <laughs> um, I am. A, I, I I was a little on the fence, but I think uh, I think once I see it in person, I'll probably the aesthetics will grow on me. But uh, the important stuff is is it's got a locking 9.5 from the from the factory uh, as standard equipment. Um, And then it's also, it doesn't have KDSS, Um, starts in the mid-50s, which is still kind of expensive, but it leaves space for the eventuality that is the new format.
0: Well, yeah, it's Uh, also not 90 grand, so that's helpful.
2: Right. So, yeah, it's still not cheap, but it's also not a fully loaded luxury barge, Um, which, again, I'm totally fine with a luxury barge, because... If you've ever watched people who modify the two hundreds drive them, it is so crazy to see what that thing will do while you're getting a massage.
0: It's like a defender.
2: It's, you know, it's it's very. It's <laughs> yeah, like well, it's like a, like a G wagon. Yeah. And we we've all seen what and Diesel can do with that thing, and how much how much that thing took before it finally quit. It's very impressive, but it harkens back to what that truck was originally built to do, uh, which was be driven around in a field by a bunch of grunts basically yeah and uh survive it so no matter what it took so and that's where the land cruiser has roots as well is they needed a general purpose vehicle yeah
0: yeah i mean i agree i think it's so, i think it's cool i did you get the chance did you go to expo pacific northwest in redmond did you see the gx there
2: i i did see the yeah, gx i like the size um,
0: that was the first thing yeah
2: the size is it's a it's about the same length as a 200 um but it's narrower yeah. so it's a it's it's about the size it's a little bit bigger than like our, our current gx that we've yeah. got um
0: i like it i like the square body i like all this all the stuff like big fan i yeah
2: i think it's i yeah i like it i'm, I'm into yeah, it i don't
0: want to like uh i don't want to tweet a nerd about it too hard but i, I really think it's cool i think it's a yeah. good move um We'll see. I mean,
1: too late for that, you guys.
0: Just. Well, now that we've got the
2: the important Land yeah, Rover question out of the way, we can talk about the 15, actual yeah. stuff, Toyotas.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, 15 I,
1: minute Toyota tangent over here.
0: The way I see it, we could probably <laughs> yeah. keep talking about Land Cruisers <laughs> for another hour, maybe two.
1: <laughs> do you Do you guys just need me to leave so you can you know do this no, together? It or might or be nice.
2: I just, well, I, I can, <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure. I, I got more beer in the fridge. We can, Get we can some Toyota privacy in the backyard. Uh, yeah. Well, I got, dude. I got three 80 series in the driveway right now. Man,
0: I tried two it's for a Dakota minute, and that's here, too many right? for me.
2: That's, that's a lot of maintenance. <laughs>